Greg Hamilton is well known as the paragliding evangelist at Flybulbo UK. His videos and articles on technique, safety and adventures are a fountain of knowledge and entertainment. If you've not come across them, then search for Flybubble Paragliding on YouTube or go to flybubble.co.uk. Greg was a competitor in the 2016 Expur, and here he shares some insights into the 2018 route and some tactics that the competitors might employ. There's a condensed video version of this podcast where you can follow the route that we discuss on Google Earth. You can see this at www.x-per.com. That's x-pyr.com. Yeah, so I'm Greg and I like paragliding. <laughs> 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 That's nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think most pilots know me from the Flybubble YouTube channel, um, and my professional title is Paragliding Optimist. I've done the XPR before, I did it in 2016, and I came to call it the Xpire. <laughs> because, damn, it's tough. It's really, really tough. I, I did a a Volbev version the year before that, which was probably a lot easier because I was taking it at my pace. But when you add the race pace to crossing the Pyrenees, it really gets grueling because you don't have time to rest and recover. You you on the go the whole time, um, and that really takes its toll on your your body and your emotions, and uh, particularly your flying decision making. So I find it tough. I mean, it was fantastic to do. It's uh, a lot of work for your supporter as well. Generally, I mean, what do you think of the course? That the Z that they've put in is a very interesting feature. Not only has it made the course a lot longer, but it, it'll make pilots stay in quite interesting terrain. Yes, I think we've we've seen it with the X Alps as well. Every year they try and make it tougher. They make it harder. They put in some extra challenges. To be honest, you know, this is an elite race. It's sometimes seen as a less than the ex-Alps, but it's it's pretty much the same kind of deal. It's incredibly grueling. It doesn't really need to be longer to be more exciting. It just means that it's it's going to take more time for the pilots to get through it. Well, I think it's going to be a very exciting race. I think with this course the way you've got options for the north side and the south side it's going to be quite interesting to watch the tactics playing out it's not just going to be a straight chase the leader it's going to be a bit more intelligent racing will give you some options and yeah as always it's going to be interesting to watch what Kriegel does with the course yes indeed for the guys that are hoping to stay with Kriegel they're going to need to do some groundwork training because that first section to Ori was pretty much dictated by those that could run with their bags. I hadn't appreciated the speed that the guys would go for that first section and I was pacing myself and for me there was a mistake in the weather that we had. And the guys did significant distance on the ground to get to the flying. Then they could pull out the flying card and you know make it work but got to be prepared to do that slog on the ground. 
the first part of the course is the traditional start at the beach, go up Laroon and go to Ori. We've seen that before and pretty much every time I've been there, the conditions have been the same. So that first section is kind of hot and sweaty, lots of little short glides, lots of running on the road and trying to restart. And then from Ori down, that's where the real flying starts. So everybody is racing as fast as they can to get there because once you're in the air at Ori, you really start opening up the miles between you and the chase pack. I haven't seen any significant tracks that guys have flown from Laroon to Ori. That seems to be a very inverted, low, kind of stable section. But at least it's at the beginning of the race, so you're full of enthusiasm and energy when you tackle it. And then by the time you're running out of energy, you've got to Ori and you can coast a bit on your glider, hopefully. What I find so interesting about the race is the the way that it changes, you know, day by day, the the different kind of flying and character of the race. That you know, that first section you've got that ground ground race with you know small hills. Um, then you get Ori and you get a wonderful big open ridge with you know big flying conditions, and then it turns into this tactical game of trying to time your crossing over the major mountain range at the right time and then probably a navigation nightmare trying to get yourself back out <laughs> and then by after that point you know you, you as an athlete i think you you're either in the zone or you're completely exhausted and you don't really know which way north is anymore and you're just trying to find something to lob off anywhere so that you can fly and things make sense again i think everybody you know, hits that wall of exhaustion, be they the front pack or the back markers. I don't think it's any easier for the guys at the front. The pain just stops earlier when they get to goal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be the game for the first two days is, is just that sprint run to Ori. The third turn point now is very interesting because instead of being a turn point centered around Anna Yet, which meant that you had to go along the front, the, the sort of west-southwest side of the of the Pyrenees spine. They've now got uh, Midi de Assao, which is a 5,000 meter radius turn point, which means that you can clip it from the north side or the south side and still be staying out of the airspace. There's a, there's a national park airspace that runs along the spine there that Athletes have to be careful of that because it's it's sitting on the top of the spine of the Pyrenees and it's it's on the French side and it's a big national park airspace that prevents you from crossing the Pyrenees spine. So the 5,000 meter radius means that you can fly into that turn point and out again without getting into the airspace. But you have to commit, because of the airspace line there, you're kind of committing to being on the north side for quite a long section or being on the south side. And that's going to be interesting to see what pilots do there because the traditional route is on the south side, on the Spanish side. It gives you easier, longer lines with big ridges, faster conditions, and probably is your likely route to take but it really depends on the weather if you get to Ori and you've got a, a moderate northerly wind 
Um, going on the south side means that you might be in the lee and you might have spillover sort of clouds, fern clouds coming over from the French side, which could put you down. So pilots might opt to go on the north side through the French area. And that is looks to be a lot trickier. When I've been up there, I've looked over on the French side and thought, ooh, that's going to take some very technical flying to get through there because the valleys are not lined up in a nice fashion. So I think we're going to see some pilots go that way just to do something different and have, have different options. It makes it interesting. It it gives it a, a new dynamic because now you'll have significantly different routes um, around that section. Although with the next turn point being to the southeast, you would assume that if you cross over from the north and you're going to have to cross again to get to the next turn point. So whether that will be a factor as well in the decision making, I don't know. Yes, absolutely. It It gives you another crossing of the main spine. It is a risky route, but you know things look different when you when you get to Uri and the the weather forecast favors the the French side for the next two mm. days. Mm. Um, it's always faster to be in the air, so I would choose wherever I can be in the air the longest. Particularly by that point, your legs are already pretty exhausted from doing the run to get to Uri, so you you start to think with your wing rather than with your feet. So I, I think it, I think some pilots will take that option and, and go around the French side. There is then a, a run from turn point five to turn point four, which is the the line that would, they would be coming in on, which will then be an out and return. Basically, the other pilots will be going from turn point four to turn point five, and again, it could give those athletes a bit of an advantage if they've already done the turn point five four run. They know the terrain and they can return on it. Um, and I think that little piece is going to be a bit of a racetrack because, again, once you get to turn point five, to go to turn point six, you might choose to come straight back to turn point four again just to get yourself past Casajon to run on the south side again. So that, that the piece that I would investigate if I was if I had some time before the race would be that piece between turn point four and turn point five. Definitely want to fly that and, and work out the road options and relaunching there. From Torbon to Bigor, it's going to be really tricky because there's only two main roads, both that go through tunnels, and the rules state that the, the athletes aren't allowed to go through any tunnels. Yeah. But for the supporters, it's going to be really tricky to, to actually get to their guys on that section because the two roads that go north-south are so far apart. No, it is, it is a big challenge. And, and you really want to do that section in the air because it's going over the main spine of the Pyrenees. You know, it's, it's a really big, significant mountain range to cross on foot. Doing it in the air is quite challenging. You know, if you've got a light wind day with a high cloud base, it's fine. You can just get up to clouds and glide over. But most of the time that I've been there, the wind is pulling over that spine pretty strongly. That you get lee side sort of fern conditions either on the north side or on the south side of that spine, depending on which way the wind's pushing. So either way that you cross, you, you're going to be dropping into very bad air on the lee side. Favours being high and being able to do it on a light wind day. And 
if you get there and the wind's strong, it, it's a significant challenge that requires quite careful piloting. It's quite interesting that there's going to be a lot of flying over very well-established flying sites on the French side. And I think that's going to be quite interesting as well. Yeah. We're going to have quite a few people in the race this year that are going to be flying to, into their home area. Yeah, absolutely. I expect that they will be popping over to the French side as soon as they can from Ori and using their advantage on that side of the mountain to link it through. Definitely want local knowledge there because it, to me the, the valleys are quite complex um, there, there aren't any open ridges that you can run. There are lots of individual peaks with eroded valleys running in every direction. So it's it's quite complicated area to fly. Okay, so from Bigot, they're running down to to Pedraforca. Um, that that area. I remember watching the race replay last year and seeing uh, Jesse Williams doing particularly well through that area on the ground, but some of the other athletes got stuck there and got lost and got tired. It's very, very hard groundwork through there. I would really want to be in the air around that section because it's, it looks like lots of windy little trails and there aren't any roads that really line up nicely with the course direction so it's going to be a lot better for athletes to be in the air and gliding rather than fighting through on the ground there okay pedro Forca is just a little bit uh, further west than last year at bergueda that's a pretty good place to relaunch from if you're on the ground it's a a peak that's standing out from the Cardi Mountains. So you should be able to get airborne again there regardless of the wind direction as long as it's not too strong. And then the obvious route is to fly along the ridge to the east and try and make your way across to Canigo. And there's some fairly big ridges that you can hop across to and relaunch on. So I think we're going to see all of the athletes being on the south side of that ridge unless they get pushed over by some kind of inclement weather they're going to be on the south side approaching Cunigo which is the logical side I think more thermals you've got a big ridge that leads you up and then the turn point will be an interesting push to get back quite deep if it's a southerly wind um, around Cunigo. Now that looked quite tricky in the last edition Kriegel managed to get the slip on the other guys and get the turn point and glide off just before the end of the day. And the other two guys that were chasing him were only kilometers behind him, but that made the difference in the race. That gave him a big advantage. So I think it's going to be a fairly critical section of the race because it will filter out the the lead pack pretty effectively. I think that flying gets pretty tricky around Cunigo in that you've got the sea pretty close. And you've got mountains from Cunigo inland, so you're definitely going to have a sea breeze pulling in, which is going to make the thermals weaker, it's going to make things tricky, and it's going to be really hard getting from Cunigo all the way through to Gol. And I think that's that's where you'll see the really excellent pilots pulling out tricks to get through 
the very difficult terrain. Once you go from Kaniga and you glide across to Seret and then you've got a, a little ridge to get over, I would expect there to be some kind of convergence setting up there at some time in the day because you've got a sea mass on the southeast and a sea mass on the on the northeast pulling in air on both sides of that mountain. So the pilots that can puzzle out that convergence and link onto it might be able to pick their way through to the goal. Um, having said that, I haven't seen a lot of successful cross-country flying through there. Um, I might be wrong, but I think those mountains are particularly tricky. And a lot of the races were walking. They basically glided from Canigo down and then walked a big section in the hot, flat plains to get to the, the point to fly down to goal. So, you know, if somebody can, can pick their way through those mountains, uh, it will make up for a lot of ground right, right at the end of the race. What I would expect all pilots to hit as soon as they cross this range, the final range of mountains that's leading towards the last turn point, um, they're likely to have the wind coming from the sea and making it really difficult and the climbs getting really low and weak and scrappy. So I think that last bit of the race, it's very well designed actually. It makes it harder right near the end and the pilots are going to have to fight all the way to make ground to get into goal. So that makes for an exciting finish. You know, anything can happen in that last 60Ks from Cunningham to goal. And I, I would say, you know, the first 20Ks of that's easy. That's a glide down and sort of losing height. But then the last... 40Ks is really tough. So good luck to the guys. And it's going to be hot and they're going to be tired. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's where it really is an advantage to be a good pilot and be finishing the race in three or four days because you're not completely exhausted. But um, the guys that are a little bit slower, they've had to put in the same level of energy, but for a much longer time. So, you know, when you come in there after six days, it's really, really hard, that last little piece. Lovely. Righto. Thank you so much. Nice chatting Lovely to you. Lovely to talk to you. If you'd like to listen to other paragliding podcasts, you can do so by going to the podcast page at www.theparaglider.com. As well as PayPal, you can now also donate to the Paraglider via our Patreon page. Using Patreon means you can donate automatically whenever we publish a new podcast. You can choose how much you want to donate per episode, and down the line we'll be able to make exclusive content available to our Patreons. To find our page, just click the link at the top of any page on theparaglider.com. Thank you.